It's about Zacchaeus. And you can find that in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. And it's on page 1053 of the Pew Bible. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as you have heard, we are starting this series on mental health. And I think this is an incredibly important topic for us to cover as one in four of us will have a diagnosable mental health condition in our lifetime. Yet despite that relatively high percentage, people are still wary of sharing their experiences because of a fear of being labelled. And I think that many of us aren't sure how to respond to mental health issues. It's a lot easier for us to notice when there is a physical disability and know how to help with that. Yet I think that we at Christchurch can play a key role in lifting the mental, lifting the mental, no, lifting the lid on mental health issues by creating spaces that both listen and spaces that welcome. This series is for all of us, me included, to learn about mental health, both some medical facts and biblical approaches. Remembering that whatever illness, Whatever health problem, there is a human behind that label. A real human like you and me. A real human who deserves to be valued for who they are. The World Health Organization says that mental health can be defined as a state of well-being in which every individual realizes his or her own potential, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to her or his own community. Our mental health affects how we think and how we feel about ourselves and about others. How we interpret events, how we learn, how we cope with life events, and how we develop and sustain relationships. And as we said at the beginning, 
one in four people experience a mental health problem at some point in their lifetime. And that is as true for those of us in church as anyone else. Each of us has to do the daily activity of balancing life stresses with the emotional resources available to us. And we usually do this unconsciously, in the same way that our bodies prompt us to replace energy lost through physical activity. Yet for some people, this is harder than it sounds. We all have emotional health issues, just as we all have physical health issues. And some people are largely able to take their mental well-being for granted. Others will need to make particular efforts to stay well. And others may need to receive much more comprehensive care to live a full life. And with 25% of adults suffering with a diagnosable mental health condition, it's not a minority issue. In fact, the World Health Organization, which measures the global impact of diseases, says that only heart disease has a bigger impact on global social and economic life. So in this series, we are going to start with the Bible, seeking to gain a better Christian perspective on mental health. We'll be looking at well-known Bible stories to understand how God treats those who feel exhausted, rejected, hopeless, and heartbroken. We will take what we learn about God's approach and use that as a way to explore the mental health challenges faced by many, including those in our own community. There might be things in this series that hurt or challenge you, and we are ready after the services to speak with you and pray with you if you would like. And today we started with Zacchaeus, a stalwart of many Sunday school lessons. And if you were here in November, you may have seen Jeanette and some children making sycamore fig trees out of spaghetti and marshmallows. And you might be disappointed to learn that that's not what's about to happen now. I'm sorry. But let's start with what we do know about Zacchaeus. We know that he was a tax collector. We know he was short. We know that he had cheated people out of their money. He was very much an outsider. He was labeled a sinner by the crowd. And it is probably easier for us to empathize with the crowd rather than Zacchaeus if he had cheated them out of their money. Yet whatever your thoughts on Zacchaeus, one thing is definite. He did not fit into that community that were there to see Jesus that day. And if we link this to mental health, you will often find that people with mental health issues will feel like they don't fit in, that there is a stigma attached to them. But despite the stigma that Zacchaeus carries, Jesus takes note of him. Jesus allows Zacchaeus to interrupt his journey. And now we are going to hopefully watch a short video on the stigma of mental health.
this man without giving him a second thought. But Jesus makes sure this stigmatized man knows that he is seen and seen as a human. Jesus asks Zacchaeus for help, giving him status and self-esteem. He doesn't tell Zacchaeus that he can do something for him, but he allows Zacchaeus to be the provider. Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house, bringing the holy into his existing life without demanding that he comes and meets him in the temple. And all this shows that Zacchaeus is valued in a way that the community has not recognized. This gives Zacchaeus a way of rethinking his value to the community. Because Jesus shows Zacchaeus that he has worth, Zacchaeus responds with kindness. Everyone is valued. Every one of us has worth. And as a community here, we are motivated to care, not just for those who are currently suffering from mental health issues, but to see unity in the body as a whole. And Paul reflects this unity in 1 Corinthians 12, 26, when he says, If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. We are one body. We need to be looking out for one another and caring for each other in ways that reflect that Jesus is alive and living in us. We need to remember the way that Jesus responded to those who are different to him. Jesus would never have done what Zacchaeus had done. He wouldn't have taken a community's money to make himself wealthy. But he still looked to Zacchaeus as a fellow human, a human with value. And I know that here we won't agree on everything, and that is the same in any family. But we can still all value one another. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit includes joy and peace. So I've heard it said that some Christians should not suffer from mental health problems. But that forgets that these issues are illnesses and often need medication. You wouldn't expect a Christian not to suffer with diabetes and not to take their insulin because God will heal it. We know that God is a healer, but for reasons outside our comprehension, he doesn't heal everything or everyone. I believe that being a Christian does not make a person immune to mental health problems. And there are all kinds of causes for these mental health problems, which we will look at in detail in the following weeks. Just like physical injuries and diseases, mental health problems can affect anyone. But having poor mental health does not mean that God cannot use you. Let's not forget that both Jonah and Elijah prayed for death because they didn't feel they could go on. Yet both were used powerfully by God despite their challenges. So at the start of this series, I'd like us to think about who and what we judge and label and consider what it feels like to be an outsider. Let us enter this year ready to welcome anyone into our midst, not just looking at what we can do for them, but considering each person's own value and their own worth. I'd like to end with a prayer. Lord of the excluded, 
and the stigmatized. Open our eyes to those we would prefer not to see. Open our lives to those we would prefer not to know. Open our hearts to those we would prefer not to love. And so open our eyes to see where we exclude you, Lord. Amen.